everybody. Welcome back to PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory podcast. We're your hosts, Kat. And Paul. A married couple who are absolutely obsessed with the Big Bang Theory and love talking about all things Big Bang. And we can go all night, baby. Up until about 10 p.m. Yeah, that's about as late <laughs> as we can do it nowadays. Although but, we got pretty close to 10, 10 yesterday. We got 9.30. That's yep, good. yep, we did. But seriously, we enjoy, we are obsessed with the Big Bang Theory. We love it. We've watched it. I don't know. This is what, about our seventh sixth or time, time through it? Sixth or seventh time we watched yeah, it all the way like through. Yeah. Basically, what we do is we watch all 12 seasons. And, and then, then about a week later, we're like, you know what? I missed the Big Bang. Let's go back and watch it again. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to visit our friends. And that's basically yeah. what it's become. Is that yeah, it, we like to hang guys, out with our friends. Yeah, these guys have become our friends. So yeah. this week, we are going to be doing, um, is it Season 1, Episode 14? The Nirvana Annihilation. Yes, this was originally screened back in 2008. And I have to admit, this is actually one of my favorite episodes. I love this episode. I wouldn't say this was my favorite episode, but it's, a, it's an entertaining episode. But yeah. it's... It really it only centers really around their apartment, um, the hallway adjacent to their apartment, and the lobby. That's as far as it goes this week. Yep. We don't really go any anywhere no, else. Really don't. We don't um, go anywhere else. Although we do get two rounds of takeout this week. We have two rounds of takeout. So what what are the rounds of takeout we get this week? Uh, oops, let me. Darn it! I didn't mean to open Spotify. Um, okay, so the takeout this week is that we got one bagels and locks it actually opens with them eating takeaway sandwiches yes and, and then at the end howard and raj bring bagels and locks beautiful okay so we've got two takeaways this week so the the actual the episode opens up where we've got uh, this discussion of what is the best way to actually have a sandwich and uh you know <laughs> basically sheldon is very upset about the fact that he's got it in the wrong order you know what? I have to admit, I agree with him because you need to put the cheese against the bread to prevent to create a moisture barrier. Otherwise, it does become a soggy mess. I've never thought about it. It does. I am not. That's that in, because that... I structure your sandwiches that way, and you're oh, okay. really good. That's one of the reasons why you love my sandwiches. I've never in, been invested in the different ways of sandwiches, but apparently, with Sheldon, he wants certain ways. That way, the lettuce is adjacent is not adjacent to the bread, making it as Cat said, a soggy mess. Or as he put it, you may as well just take it through a, dry, a car wash. Drive it through a car wash. <laughs> yep. But of course, then we also see that Leonard is he's got his sandwich next to him on his uh, office uh, desk office desk and he's basically looking on ebay and he's put in a bid of eight hundred dollars for a replica time machine from the 1960s film funny enough the time machine which he thought was was a miniature miniature one but unfortunately we see that the scale is a little bit off so the boys come over and and they're basically talking well no they don't know that yet no but they they come over to watch him do this and you know and and one of my one of my favorite lines from it is they're like well what are you doing leonard he's like well oh i just put i put in a, a bid on a time on a replica a miniature replica of the time machine and and howard's like what a time machine from the movie the time machine and he goes, no, a time machine from Sophie's Choice. And this is where Raj comes up and goes, did anyone see that movie? Sophie had it rough. Well, no, he's like, she really could have used a time machine Which in that yeah, movie. Yeah. So, of course, we're actually watching the last, uh, I'd say, maybe two minutes of the bidding. And he's he's like, you know, well, that 
I don't wow, know why anyone's not bidding. Eight hundred dollars, and, and then it's well, like, that's, that's my bid. My bid. <laughs> why go. did you bid eight hundred dollars? Well, I thought it would sell for thousands, and I and I wanted to be part of it. I didn't realize I was going to be the only bid. Yeah, and of course, the, of course, the you know, Howard does reassure Leonard and goes, "Oh, look, it's okay. There are people that are called snipers. They just basically wait until the very last minute and jump in." And of course, Raj goes, "Well, there's only sixty seconds left." And Thirty he's like, seconds. No, Thirty seconds left. He's like, oh, "It's okay. It's fine." Okay, where's the snipers? Where's the snipers? And it goes yep. fifteen seconds. One sniper. 10 seconds snipers Snipe. snipers where are you Snipe. and it goes down to zero and of course leonard is the successful w- winner of the bid for 800 but of course he's got he doesn't have 800 to blow on a time machine so they figure let's all chip in we put 200 each and we'll own a time machine a timeshare time machine a timeshare time machine and of course then you know sheldon goes i still don't understand why and nobody bid the next scene we see, we're at the front of the apartment uh, in the, the lobby. Down in the lobby, yeah. And the miniature is actually a full, full size, size time, time machine. machine. And of course, Raj does say, "Did the did the um, posting actually say miniature?" And he goes, "Ah, well, no, I just assumed." I just assumed. And of course, Sheldon's like, "Now I understand." <laughs> now I understand why there was no more bids. <laughs> So the first thing is, well, how are we going to get it up the stairs? And Howard's idea is like, well, if you take the dish off, we can fit it in the elevator. And, and he's like, and Leonard's like, yes, but the elevator's been broken for two Sheldon years. That. No, Leonard says it's been broken for two years. And then Sheldon goes, do you think we should maybe call someone about that? Of course, nobody answers that response because we find later in down the track how it was that the the uh, um, elevator was actually um, destroyed. Yeah, and that's course, actually that is actually one of my all time favorite yeah. episodes. That episode, and then of course Howard goes, "Listen, you know, I I repair re- remote repair um the rover." Mar- you know, when when the Mars rover started ba- pulling the left, left, I did a front end alignment from sixty two million miles away. I think I can figure out an elevator. And he walks over and he presses the button to go up, and he goes, "No, it's no, broken." It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna basically pull it up the stairs up. Four flights of stairs. Yeah, so they, the so they, so we're now in front of the boys' apartment. The dish is off; it's leaning against the wall. How are Leonard and Sheldon are pulling, and you can hear Raj and Howard in the stairwell below them pushing. And 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 Leonard's like push, and he, and Howard's like, if I push any harder, I'm going to give birth to my colon. <laughs> <laughs> then of course Penny comes out of her apartment and basically says, "What are you guys doing?" And of course they let go let, of it. Leonard, Leonard and Sheldon let go, and you can you hear, hear Raj. Ah! <laughs> and I was like, take, take a break, break guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, we're just moving something. And she goes, oh, okay, cool. But I've got to get to work. And he's like, yeah, can you give me like five minutes? She goes, no, 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 I'm running late. So it's the first, first of all, Penny, get out of your apartment before your shift starts. Well, stuff happens. Sometimes you do run late. But I, I just, because Sheldon tells her to go jump across the buildings and use the, the thing oh, on the building other- stairwell. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if maybe if she actually push, pitched in and helped them, she could have just yeah. pop it up and been on her way. Yeah, you said that, which would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. Three but, people but, pulling. But then again, it would have taken away the comic element of her yeah. story later on. Yeah. So, of course, she does decide that she's going to hop across a small gap in the uh, between the buildings and go down the stairwell. And, of course, we do manage to get the time machine up into the apartment. And, of course, they're just sitting there. And they're both, everyone's just standing there looking at how it really ties the room together. (laughs) This enormous, this enormous. Yeah, it takes um, over the entire room. Yeah. Um, And of course, they do say, okay, so we're going to have a timeshare time machine. So we're going to, you know, basically have to share it. And of course, this is when uh, Leonard uh, is basically, well, actually, Sheldon tells everyone, 
along with there no eating in the time machine, there's to be no shoes in the time machine. Well, and well, okay. No, what happens is first, um, Howard is just like all excited to put it in his garage because he can come and have, bring women to it. And then it leads into the, okay, with the, apart from the obvious, no shoes in the time machine, There'll be no, no eating, eating the in machine. the time machine. I say no pants. Pants must be worn, worn at all times in the time machine. And Leonard's like seconded. And Howard's like, well, it's going to put down a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can imagine. I mean, if Howard was actually you know, lucky enough to score a girl, I could almost imagine him doing the, the, the cyber nasty in that oh, bloody yeah. um, thing. And he probably wouldn't put down a towel. No, he'd forget. No, not he'd forget. He'd and forget. of course, he'd this is when. Up in the moment. And of course, this is when Raj says, well, you know, just wait till the guy who is below me, because he's always saying, oh, I've got a jacuzzi on my balcony. He says, wait till I tell him I've got a time machine on my balcony. balcony. And of course, you know, this is when Sheldon comes up with the idea of like, well, I know we agreed to move the time machine, but I think we all agree that it would be better suited if it just stays here. That looked, you know, because it's so big. It's it, so big. It doesn't make sense. And really, to, to be on, it. to be very honest with you. There is no way in hell with with the fact that you know because how Sheldon goes um so that this idea is you know it, it stays here and of course Raj goes well how about we move it on a monthly basis and he goes bi well, a bi monthly basis and he goes what so every month or every other month and he first starts off with oh every other month no or every month no no to be honest no, with you no the question was so do we and, move it every other month or twice a month. And, and he goes Raj twice, is a like, month. twice a month. No. no. Okay. Then every other month. Uh, no, no. And to be honest with you, how big that bastard is, that is staying in the apartment. I yeah, am not, not dragging really. that thing up and down the stairs. Up know, and twice down a four month. flights of stairs. Twice a month. Plus or even also... every other month. I'm not yeah. touching that bastard. And then the thing is, you've also got to get a truck or a moving van to put the bloody thing in, yeah. to drive it there, to unload it, to put it in your garage, to only be moving it a week later. No, yeah, not happening. Yeah, no. not at all. So, of course, then we see uh, Penny enters the apartment and she looks rather disheveled and explains <laughs> that the gap that you said, children, that was between the buildings was actually three feet wide. I tried to get down the stairs. The door was locked, so I had to go down the fire escape, which, which ends, ends on the at the third floor. floor. And I had to climb in through a window of a lovely Armenian couple who insisted that I stay for lunch and tried to set me up with their son. And, of course, and it ended like, up well, being eight courses, courses of, of lamb. Of lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when she says, you guys are pathetic. All of you are pathetic, you know, because you, you've You're got your grown toys. Man. Yeah. You've got your toys. You've got your comic books. You've got this, whatever it is. And they're, the, they're like time machine. And she goes, that's just pathetic. Now, I was thinking about this just a minute ago. It, the things that you love defines you as a person. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and she actually does say later. Yeah. But, you know, it really is true. What you love is what makes you as a person. I, you know, my father had said to me, here's an idea, because I'm a collector of a, of a, of a band, a memorabilia. And he said, here's an, an idea. Yeah, well, he said, here's an idea. Sell it all and put the money onto your house and pay your house off. And, I, and you think to yourself, okay, in all honesty, that sounds like a pretty plausible idea. The house is going to get paid off anyway. So if you go and sell the stuff, put the money on the house and sell and, and pay the house off, you've got a fully paid off home that was going to be paid off anyway, and you've got nothing that defines you as a person. So you've got to start again. So in all honesty, as a collector, I don't see the, the rationale. For a non-collector, it's very easy. Sell your stuff, easy. But for a non-collector, that's, that's a pretty 
pretty ideal thing to do. But as a collector, it's like, well, hang on a minute. You yeah, want me but to as get a rid non-collector, of... they wouldn't have it to begin with. No, but get rid of everything that defines you as a person. And then, yeah, so I think for Sheldon, Leonard, Howard and Raj, everything that they collect is really what makes them, defines them as a person. And I was also thinking just very, very quickly that even Bernadette does the exact same thing to Howard. Because when he's moving out of his mother's room into their apartment, he says to her about the stuff that he's got. And he mentions his lightsabers and he says, those would look great in the living room wall. And she goes, or a box in the, in the basement, what, what, wherever we think about. So it's like, she's even saying what defines you is fine. As long as I don't see it and it's not a part of my life, it should be a package deal. What comes with one comes with everything. You know, you, there are people that that collect very, you know, interesting stuff and you can't say, okay, well, I'm in love with you. I'm going to be with you, but you need to get rid of everything that defines you as the person that I fell in love with. So does that mean I'm a bad, bad wife? Because I try to, I ask you to keep it contained to a room. No, absolutely not. Because this is my happy place. In all honesty, if I get a chance, I will die in this room because this, no, I'm, I'm serious because <laughs> this room. to die in bed with me. Well, we can move the bed into here. I would just, <laughs> that's fine because we've got some room. I'll move out my desk. Um, but the fact is that I would love to die in this room because this is what defines me as the person that I am, you know? Yeah. So I think with Penny, you know, and, and you got to understand the way that Penny was in this episode. She was pissed off. She was pissed off because she couldn't get down the stairs that she was late for work. They gave her shift away. So it really, she's lashing out because she's emotional at this moment. It's not really because of what she thinks the boys are. It's just that she was just very upset about, she lost her shift. She was running late for work. She could have actually been there on time. And so all the things sort of like culminated in poor old Leonard being the center of the attack. Yeah. You know, and this is where Leonard decides, here's an idea. I'm going to rethink my priorities of all the collectibles that I have. And, you know, Sheldon comes out of his bedroom to find that, that Leonard is actually packing away all his collectibles yeah. to actually sell to Larry down at the comic book store, which she said is not Larry. It's actually... Well, he, that, that, that faceless Larry eventually becomes Stuart Bloom. Yeah. And he hasn't, they haven't, so, you know, they, they him haven't yet. gotten there no. yet with the storylines. No. And of course, you know, a couple of the guys, I know Raj in particular, he actually spies something in um, Leonard's box that he wants to grab. So he grabs that to finish one of his um, collectibles. And then, of course, Howard goes, Well, I need that one to finish my Justice Leagues of America, you know, collectibles. And he goes, And of course, you know, Howard, uh, uh, Raj is like, well, I call dibs. And he's like, well, you can't call dibs. And he goes, yes, I can. You look it up in the dictionary. I'm calling dibs. And really, you know, no, Howard. Wikipedia. Yeah. But Howard does say, you know, with the fact that Leonard is selling all this stuff, look at what you've created. You've created Nerdvana. You know, it's taking you so long to create the all the of things. the episode. Yes, exactly. Um, so really it's, you know, and of course, Sheldon does say, I've, got a feeling that this whole thing that you're gonna you're doing right now has something to do with penny penny's the one that's actually making you you know and of course it really is that thing where it's like okay are you really willing to change for a person to that degree now when um they were talking about all of this sheldon says well if you're looking if you need money there are all there are alternate ways to do that like you could sell blood and semen yes and we found out we know something about that uh, little comment don't we so why don't you tell them well i think you should tell them because i've been talking for ages yeah i know but i hate it when you set me up like that i'm sorry i didn't mean to set you up go on no go ahead 
<gasps> it was in the pilot episode that Sheldon and Leonard were actually going to be selling their sperm because they wanted high-speed internet in the apartment. Mm -hmm. But, of course, that didn't happen that because didn't they're a little bit um, nervous about doing that sort of situation. You know, I actually had this thought mm. um, because I, I, I feel like you've um, skipped over when they first ran the time machine and they Leonard's in it and he, and he, and he pushes the thing, you know, to, to make the thing spins and the light flashes and the guys are like moving around the apartment like they're in really high speed. Like that's <laughs> what I did. Yes. Moving through time. And I actually did have this um, thought that if they had the time machine where it is because the time machine itself does not actually move in space only in time mm. if they're on the fourth floor of a modern apartment building if they went into the past that would be dangerous because it wouldn't um, it wouldn't suspend in space once the apartment building wasn't built yeah i mean you know i'm thinking like because i watched the the guy pierce time machine movie yeah. Um. And he had it in his house, but as time was going further and further on, the house disappeared, and it became that he was in the middle of a field. Right. So but he was on the ground. He was floor. on the ground floor. Yeah. So they could have fallen. Mm -hmm. They would have been killed. Um. Also, did you know the original title for the episode was the Nerdmobilia scattering? I think this one actually works better than Nerdvana Annihilation was actually. Better. Oh, actually, it's it's funny. Um. Because Leonard mentioned selling his collectibles to Larry at the comic book store, and Larry's never mentioned again in the show. Mm. Stuart Bloom is introduced later on as the person running the, or owning the comic book store. It has been speculated that Larry may have been the previous owner, which would make sense. Yeah. Another possibility is that he's Lonely Larry, one of the shop's frequent customers, together with Dale and Captain Sweatpants. And that Leonard, Lonely Larry is that really thin guy that tends to wear the suit jackets. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And that Leonard intends to sell his collectibles to a private to collector in the shop rather than Stuart. Yeah, that would actually make sense. Because I remember when I said to you, was, is that, is that um, Captain Sweatpants? Yeah, but I knew Captain Sweatpants wasn't, long, wasn't Larry. Now, there was something interesting with regards to the time machine of um, they wanted to go back and see um, uh, the invention of the telephone. Yeah. But there is a bit of a, a goof about that, unfortunately. Well, actually, um, they said that, well, because the that's where they got into the whole thing, that the time machine doesn't move in space, only in time. And they'd have to travel across the country and, and knock on the door to get let in to actually watch that. Yeah. And, of course, Alexander Graham's Bell, Graham Bell's wife, Mary, or sorry, Mabel, Mabel Hubbard, um, was deaf so she wouldn't have heard them knock on the door but interestingly uh bell did not marry so they wanted to he invented the telephone on march 10th 1876 but bell did not marry mabel hubbard until july 11th 1877 so a year later yeah so that was a bit of a a faux faux pas raj also says that he has a millennium falcon toy made by mattel from 1979 yeah Kenner has always been the, the licensee license of Star Wars, Wars not, Mattel. not Mattel. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, but then again, you know, I mean, the, the, the writing is so tight that when you sit, you, you know, when you have those sort of little faux pas, but they did say that they also, um, there was a Star Trek reference to this one about a cloaking device that they would, they should go into the, into time because, you know, Howard and. Well, um, well that happens when, you know, let, Sheldon wakes up at two in the morning and Leonard's sitting in the time machine wishing that he had never bought it so that Penny wouldn't be mad at him. 
No, this is the one where they were, they all want to go back and see the invention of the telephone. And he and Gush oh, right. like, well, it, well, if we all go back, it'll be very crowded. And he goes, okay, so what should we do? And he goes, go into the into the future and obtain a cloaking device. And then we can all go back. And he's like, well, when would that be? And he goes, well, by yeah. pre-Federation reckoning, it should be 23, 26 Eight. or so, 23, 28 yeah. to get a cloaking device. Okay, so, well, let me, let me, let yeah, me do it. Go for it, yeah. Okay, so when suggesting the use of the cloaking device to use the time machine, Sheldon refers to Star Trek, the episode, um, the Enterprise Incident, giving a date of January 10th, 2328 as the pre-Federation equivalent of Stardate 5027.3 for the episode, which is where Kirk stole a cloaking device from the Romulans. But according to Star Trek chronology, the history of the future, the third season takes place in the year 2268. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. So now we also have this problem that uh, with the fact that you know Leonard is trying to get rid of all his stuff and the, the boys are all really on him about doing this it's not a great idea don't do this and of course they're arguing in the hallway and Penny comes out to find out what the hell is going on and this is when Sheldon does say, having to say to her you hypocrite and she's like what and he goes if I went into your apartment right now would I not see a collection of stuffed care bears and what's that? What are you wearing on and your beanie shorts? Babies. Beanie babies. And what are you wearing on your shorts? And hello it, there, oh, hello. hello kitty. Hello kitty. And then it's, she's like, okay, look, I'm sorry. I was angry and uh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And of course, you know, this is Leonard's like, you know, no, maybe it is time for me to give up my, my collection and really, you know, start growing up. And she's like, well, good for you. And she kisses him on the cheek rather tenderly. And this is when he decides to, um, look, if you're not busy later, maybe we should. And then suddenly some hot guy comes hot guy runs up, up the stairs, stairs and he's like, hi, Penny. And she goes, oh, hi, Mike. And he, he goes, Are you ready? And she goes, oh, no, I just have to get, get changed. And he goes, I'll give you a hand. And she goes, I'll stop it. And they run away. And, they, and she's like, bye, guys. And basically, they, you know, they, she shuts the door and it's like, uh-huh. And this is when Leonard sort of like looks at the door and goes, hmm. My turn in the time, time machine. Time machine. <laughs> so now we realize that really, you know, with everything that he's trying to do, it's really, it's, it's penny driven. Now, now you you skipped over the fact that when she was like, good for you, um, that at first he says, well, I'm getting rid of all my stuff. And she's like, but why? And he's like, well, I just feel that it's time for me to grow up. And she says, well, but those things that you like, that's who, what makes you who you are. But if that's what you want to do, then good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and I think really, in all honesty, you know, you take people for who they are, what they enjoy, what they love is part of them. It yeah. shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a, okay, I love you to a certain degree, but make sure you well, don't this, well, this is why it's, it's, it's really funny and spoiler alert um, in later episodes after Leonard and Penny get um, married and someone points out to Leonard that his stuff is slowly disappearing from the bedroom to be replaced with hers. That's right. They, yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay. I had a bet. I had a bet signal. Where the hell's my bet signal gone? It's suddenly yeah. gone, you know, but then yeah. again, it's also interesting that, you know, this happens so easily in a lot of relationships, yeah, things that suddenly, and it happened with my previous one. I enjoyed collecting the stuff that I collect now, but I was allowed to collect stuff. Just put it under the bed in a box and don't look at it. Yeah. Or that, look at it when I'm not here. Yeah. And, but around the house, there was nothing of me. There was just everything of her. Yeah. 
So, you know, so now we have that situation where Len, uh, Les Sheldon is now in the time machine and he uh, has. You skipped over um, Leonard Stream in the time machine when he fell asleep. <laughs> That's right. You can do that one. That's an interesting one. You go ahead. Yeah. So, so Sheldon comes out at two a.m. and Leonard is sitting, looking very sad in the time machine, playing yeah. with, the, with the switches. Very forlorn. And Leonard and Sheldon, um, they go through the thing where he realizes that Leonard's upset and wants to talk, and he's like, you know, I was th- wishing I could go back in time, so I never bought the thing. And of course, we get into the whole time travel time paradox. Paradox, and it's like, yeah, we're not going into that. Um, but then he was just like, uh, and, and then uh, Sheldon leaves and then Leonard falls asleep and we're back to where they were moving it up in the stairwell. And Penny comes out and she's like, I've got to get to work. And Leonard's like, and he rips off his glasses and throws them to the side. He says, don't worry, I've got you. And he pushes open the elevator and he grabs hold of the cable and he gra- holds, his other ha- holds his other hand out to her. And he's like, come on, don't be afraid. He twirls her into his arms and she's like, I'm frightened and he's like don't worry baby i've got you and she and she's like oh leonard and kisses him and then they go down the elevator shaft together and then suddenly we and see then he, that... and, and you see him and he's like making kissy most <laughs> in the air and, and he then, wakes up and, and he, he struggles looks over. awake because he realizes he's being watched and sheldon's standing there and he's like it's still my turn <laughs> <laughs> so then we see that that sheldon is now in the time machine and he has Oh, 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 hey, I, yeah. got a, I got a couple of bits on yeah. this. Yeah. So um, the so in Sheldon's dream, the time machine display reads eight eight hundred and two thousand seven hundred and one. This is the same year in which Rod Taylor, which this is the replica from. Yeah. Stops in the 1960 movie, The Time Machine. Really? I yeah. didn't. That's actually a really good little nugget there. Yep. yep. I like that one. So he is there and he is like, they were, they thought I was mad, but it worked. It actually worked. And then, of course, we see the Morlocks coming from either side Not of him. Morlocks! And then, of course, he startles awake in the time machine and, and, he, and, he, and he's, he's screaming. And Leonard comes out of his bedroom and, of course, Sheldon's like, uh, Leonard, we have to get rid of the time machine. He goes, Yeah, it's yeah, really too it big. It is a big, room. yeah, it's a bit too and big. He's like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep, that's, that's it. He reason. goes, Of course, Leonard's like, Okay, that's fine. I've just hired some guys to help us move it. Yeah, you know, move it. Come on in, guys. And then, of course, the removalists come in and, and they are Morlocks. They are with, Morlocks. With but... the word starving Morlocks on the back of their jumpers. <laughs> and he's like, Not Morlocks, no. And, and then, then he startles awake in the middle in his bed and screams, Look, Yes, he certainly and that's does. The end of it, and that becomes the end of this episode of the Big Bang Theory: The Nerdvana Annihilation. Annihilation. Now, there's a couple of bits of trivia that I need to also share with you. The yes. time machine, the the time machine machine. Yeah. This episode is a is a replica and not the original from the time machine movie. The original is actually owned by a film collector by the name of Bob Burns, who declined it for use in the show. That I I understand um, not wanting to give up that sort of, um, you know, replica because you don't know how the the cast are going to use it. But, you know, I mean, that's. I I still honestly think that this replica was found somewhere on a soundstage undercover and they saw it and said, hey, let's write an episode about this. Yeah, I I really believe that because this time machine also appears in the movie movie Gremlins from 1984. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh my god. And the same day, okay, so um in Sheldon's first dream is April 28th. Yeah. 
And that's the same date the episode aired. <laughs> no the, way. The, that it first aired, yeah. Uh, it's the first time they opened the door to the elevator shaft. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And that's really the that's really the, the trivia worth knowing. I love this episode. Oh, do we want crazy credits? Absolutely. Oh, we have to do the crazy yeah, credits. Yeah, we missed them gonna... last time because there weren't any. Yeah, that was the yeah, we had no crazy credits last time, so we need them this time. Okay, so Chuck Lorre Productions number 206. I think we can all agree that the cliche, no pain, no gain, is a fundamental truth. When we experience physical pain in the gym, we gain muscles and stamina. When we endure hardship and sacrifice in order to succeed, we gain a feeling of satisfaction and achievement, not to mention financial rewards. When we truly embrace emotional pain, we gain compassion for the suffering of others and appreciation for the fleeting nature of things, as well as wisdom and spiritual humility. Every act of birth is an act of pain. Our very lives are sustained by the suffering and death of plants and animals who are in turn sustained by other organisms having a very bad day. That being said, I think we can now also agree that the system sucks and needs to be seriously rejiggered. Now, I'm not saying I have a better approach than this pain gain thing that's been in place for millions of years, but that doesn't mean we couldn't start tossing around some ideas. For instance, why couldn't an infrastructure for life be developed around the theme, no dream, no gain? Sounds like heaven, right? Or is dreaming too easy? Would life quickly become complacent and cease to gain? But then is gain really that critical or is gain the whole point? Is the fact that life exists at all proof that God or the universe hates complacency? It certainly explains why Aboriginal people are constantly being murdered for the sake of progress. It even explains why HBO went down the toilet. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So now, do you think this is um, your favorite episode? Not my favorite, them? but I always enjoy this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I, and and even though we never actually find out the fate of the time machine, I think they sold it to someone else. I think they they put relisted it on eBay or auctions or whatever. Yeah, because we have seen Howard's house and his garage. We have seen Raj's apartment, mm. and there is we've never seen the time machine again. No, so I think they sold it. Yeah. But I think this is a this was a fun episode. It's it's not overly complicated as far as it's just enjoyment. It's not one of my favorite episodes, but I actually I do like it. But it's, it's just pure fun. It is. It really is. It's just pure fun for fun's sake, which is which is great. So and and, and I love that Leonard learned some things about himself as well. Yeah, and you want to hope that maybe Penny does as well. That she understands that the you know what people enjoy, you know, is is what defines them. Yeah. And yeah, but then again, we say that now, but in later episodes, as Kat was saying, she starts getting rid of stuff that uh, Leonard's Pen got. Penny is, I love Penny, but sometimes she can be a little self-focused. Yeah. 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 Just like we all love Bernadette when she first appears. But and by the end of it, we mean. just, yeah, she's a becomes a mean little bitch. Yeah. And I don't like to say that about about uh you know um bernadette but the bernadette that we first meet to the bernadette she becomes is not the bernadette that i'd like to associate with she is basically a very two-faced person yeah she's is also doesn't light to your face yeah and yeah. then suddenly it's like oh by the way i'm really not the person that you thought i was yeah and really so, you know so. so next week we are yes. doing season one episode 15 the pork chop indeterminacy which is the first time that we meet sheldon's twin sister Oh, Missy arrives. Missy. Fantastic. Missy. Yeah, yeah, we get to see we get to see Missy. All right. 
Yep. Well, that is this week's episode of PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, that we go all night to the wee small hours of usually 8.30, 8.45, sometimes 11 o'clock when I finish work late. But outside of that, we don't stay up pretty late at all now. TMI, honey. But I used to think that when I was growing up, I could stay up for as late as I possibly want. And but now that... we get to, now we celebrate when we could go to bed early. <laughs> I tell you what, if I could time travel back and say to my parents, <sighs> You know what? At the age that I am now, I'm actually excited to go to bed at 8.30. They'd be sitting there going, yes, the curse has been lifted. I can get you guys can get to bed early. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, we sit there and go, okay, it's 8 o'clock. Do you want to go into bed and watch TV? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get into bed quick enough. And then, of course, Oliver loves to be in the center of us watching All, TV. Oliver's too. the dog. Just Oliver is our, as our rescue puppy. Yeah. The, that actually runs the house. We just pay for it. Okay. That's. TMI about our personal lives, honey. So say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye, nice people. <laughs> oh, didn't you tell me that somebody commented on something? Oh, yes. Holy crapola. Yes. Sorry. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment because you just have to bring <laughs> this up. Because, yeah, we've got, we had another reply from one of our episodes. Um, and it was from our regular listener. And I just need to get, and we love our regular listeners. We love our. So yeah. if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a like on whatever platform where you listen. Yeah. And please make sure to tell your friends because we know we are not the only Big Bang Theory super fans out there. Okay. So this was actually, um, I always put, put up a question. Do you have any favorite episodes of Big Bang? And this was a reply when we did the season, the episode 11, the Pancake Better Anomaly. And we have our regular listener, which is um, Daisy Rose again. So thank you, Daisy Rose, again for replying we and love being listen and we yeah, love, we love the show and and being interactive with us. It's awesome, and I love I love your header of your response. It's awesome. It's got um, flowers and it's got lemons and it's got um, a flag and it's got stars. She really goes all out for this one. <laughs> but I said, you know, what would be your favorite episode? And she she said. I don't remember what it's called, but the one where Penny gets Leonard and Sheldon Star Trek toys, which are collectibles, mm. and Sheldon breaks uh, and opens Leonard's, and there is a talking Spock doll, and we know exactly what episode that is. Yeah, we that know which is. episode that is. Yeah, she actually, he, Sheldon actually opened his own, played yeah. with it, broke it, and then swapped it out for Leonard's so that he could have the um, the pristine inbox one. Yeah, and of course, then uh, we have the situation where um spot comes to to sheldon as a talking doll okay, not too not too many and basically says followers. that was really nasty for you to do that and basically yeah i, I but, tried to prevent him from giving you spoilers but as you can see i failed by the by the regard. time that we get to that episode the people are going to forget about it anyway yeah, right. but thank you very much daisy rose for um being interactive with us here on pms the perpetual motion squad where we go all night and remember, everyone, you can always go on to Spotify and there'll always be a question up there that you guys can be interactive with and we will read out every answer that we get absolutely yep. positively. Absolutely. So I've been so told to say good, goodbye, good <laughs> good people. So I will say again, goodbye, good people. All right. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, we'll catch up with you at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm -hmm.